Bedroom Battle Pass. The Archives. Me and you, Season 2. Alright, let's kick it. To the interview section of Canberra Metalheads, you got Marky Malpas, and, and we've got, and from left to right, we got uh, Marcus, the guitarist from which go? Yeah, 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 yes, and Marcus, and, and singing, cool, sings, <laughs> plays. Uh, Joel drums, Tony saxophone, <laughs> <laughs> Tony plays the bass. The man beast Cool man It's good to have you guys in the studio We just listened to uh, The Son of the Snake um, From the um, latest album Coven's Will That's why we've got you in Because you know You've been doing some stuff lately um, With stuff from that album It came out uh, last year From um, Rise Above Records Uh, We had you in On this In the studio For um, the release of that one And it's good to have you guys back Um, The track we just heard um son of the snake uh there at the start of the interview just to uh, give everyone everyone a taste in case they forgot from the start of the show when they heard raven or when they've gone out and seen you guys live um what was it like you know putting that song together and playing that it's got like a um it fits in well with the album what what was the writing process like that was slightly an unusual song for us because even though a lot of our songs are about slow, medium paced, it's pretty epic. There's a, there's a few sections in it and it's, it's something that we built up and worked on over a number of years. So we initially had the seed for that main riff and song three or four years ago and and we always had it on the back burner and then we kept and then we started rehearsing and Joel and Tony really pushed it. I was like, oh, you know, yeah. And then I realised, no, this song's really, really good. I don't think back when we started playing it, we were actually, like, good enough to play it. But then as we got better as a band, and it's it's epic. And then we got this amazing singer, Erica, to come in and do guest vocals on it. And I do sort of do, like, Dolly Parton, Kenny... Kenny... Um, What's his name? Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers duet with Erica. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's really unusual because you don't often hear that. The dude sings one line and then the, and then Erica sings the next line. Yeah. It was brilliant. I had it. Yeah, I love that. She was a friend of Billy's, man. The guy who produced it. Man, yep. she's a killer monster. Like, boy, when she started singing, we were just floored in the studio. It was like, wow, man, listen yep. to this. This is a, It took to a new height, man, yep. when in the studio. It like, yep. really took shape. Yep. And like he said, it's a... It's a monster epic track, that yeah. one, man. Yeah. But what's hard, though, is I'm the one who has to do Erica's part of it when we do it live. <laughs> <laughs> so Marcus sings one line and I sing the next. and yeah, yeah. It's still killer. Uh, yeah, look, I just can't. Obviously, it sounds way better when she does it. But, yeah, uh, yeah no, we still we weren't going to sort of not do the song because of that. We, we really like playing it live. So yeah, that's we've good, just man. I just sing it different. It's like, yeah, <laughs> that's the... Um, that's the true romantic duet there. Oh, it's, like, it's lovers in the night passing by in Paris along the Seine River. Bearded lovers. <laughs> was it? Was it? Did they say Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers? But imagine Kenny Rogers Dolly. Rogers. Imagine that's a bit offensive, eh? Not Dolly Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta watch out for the billing the, on that the song. The son of the snake song. Dolly Parton. 
the son of the <laughs> snake song. It's a good song. Good yeah. song. Yeah. That's Tony it. came up with the first riff, down but down but down all hour. Um, I come up with the Sabbath bit in the middle. All yep. my things are just going to be basically derivative of Black Sabbath, <laughs> who I love and live for. Um, and then the last bit Tony came up with, which is pretty Sabbath too. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. stoked on it. Do, uh, like, so I remember when we spoke before, <laughs> the, the accurate description was just like, which goals is cross between like Black Sabbath and Motorhead basically. Awesome. It's like influenced by like both sides of yeah. that. Yeah, yep. we'll drink feral, for that. I think someone, drive. yeah, someone described us, it sounds like Motorhead playing Black Sabbath. Yeah, right. So we don't claim to be, you know, <laughs> the same level as either of those bands. But Where, I think you guys have that the bigger tone, man. You, you guys, not not detracting from the from the stars, but you guys have like a, a, a uniqueness that that Australian kind of heavy metal tone undertone yeah, that like brings you guys to new lights, it, man. You, it, it's it's amazing. It's it's, it's, it's like it's, an Aussie tone with a Brooklyn accent. It's very unorthodox. <laughs> it's very an unorthodox or unorthodox approach because, and we accidentally just did it ourselves and it was from tony being stubborn but you know mostly all the doom bands and all the heavy bands that tune down the bass player will tune down too i'm tuned down to b and when i said to tony tune down he's like no nah, i want to play in standard <laughs> and so everything with tony now my open string is his seventh fret. Yep. So Tony just plays everything. Poor dude. My whole life. <laughs> on the seventh on the <laughs> seventh Me and B. Fret. My life on the and I play the, the open <laughs> B. But what it actually is doing, instead of the bass being an octave lower, it's not. We're playing exactly the same note in the same octave. And that does make it sound different. There's no two ways so about it. So it gives it a tighter sound. It's not the sludgy doom sound because the yeah, bass has got a tight you know, bass like tone. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't, tighter. you don't have any sloppiness. Thank you, Marcus. I'm not a sloppy jalopy. <laughs> That's, no, it's good, man. It's good to hear more about the... Um, the I don't know any other bands that even do that. I haven't well, talked to bands about the tuning, but... Well, I don't think there's any bands, man. That's the thing, man. So, like, usually... Now, the, no, there wasn't no bands. Now, when they hear this, they're going to... going to be a plethora. They're going to be like, we want to be like them. <laughs> <laughs> he where it all started. I reckon with us, it's like everything. Australian bands tend to have, like, a feralness to them. I reckon there's, there's a bit of an Australian sound with all heavy music, it's where it just fun. comes from... There's something that... You can just hear there's just a little rough around the edges. Yeah, yeah. And I think Tony, although, you know, he's from New York, he totally... <laughs> he's even, more, even more feral. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Like, it definitely fits in. But there's... It, it's. I reckon the fact that the stubbornness of just saying, I'm not detuning my bass, this is how my bass sounds, so <laughs> we'll just have to work around that. That's yeah. what's helped generate a sound yep. because the three of us kind of are pretty uncompromising in our approach. And four strings. Like, we don't want to go to five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We want four strings. Bumpa, bumpa, bumpa. All right? <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Keep it easy. Everything with us is just ultra, ultra, ultra stripped back and simple. Yeah. Like, just we just try and play as caveman and as Neanderthal. If you went back 40,000 years and went into a cave and there was the, the amps and the drums and you just play real prom. 
We're trying to get inside the groove. We're not trying to ride over the ocean on a jet ski. We're trying to swim down in the ocean like scuba divers mm. and really get inside the groove. And we want people to dance. Yep. And, you know, and so unless it's groove-based, we're not going to do anything jolty yep. and we're not going to do anything that's going to have to have people all of a sudden just standing there going, well... What do I do here, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So we're just more about the party mode. We want to be like a party band, mm-hmm. not over, nothing overly thought out. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, I think that's the motorhead approach maybe, yeah. is that's so, yeah. that element, but there's still the the bleakness and the, the darkness of Sabbath and yeah. your lyrical content is, is pretty kind of pretty bleak. And pretty out there. Thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's that combination of – and I think it wasn't contrived. It's not like we sat down and said, oh, this is what we're going to do, try and yeah. – you know what I mean? All you can do is what you do. And as we get older, we you know, it's that whole thing where it doesn't really matter what anyone thinks as long as the three of us are it's happy with what we're doing. It's too late what other people think. <laughs> it's too late for that. Yeah, yeah it's good too because <laughs> it's um, like a solid style. And, I mean, as a three-piece, it fits really well. Um, yeah, it's just Thank what, you very much. It, it, yeah, as a three-piece, it nails it. I actually – I think the last time I seen you guys play was at the I Exist gig yep. um, at, at Transit. Um, and I think it was a, two weeks after that I had Josh Nixon on the show. Oh, he's our brother. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's been he's been good. Um, that was a good interview actually. And um, that was that was yeah, a, Josh can talk. Oh, he's he's <laughs> almost like a celebrity. I never heard him speak once. I could <laughs> see him working as a radio or a TV guy. Yeah, like he could host a morning show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and TV. I'd watch TV then. If Josh no, I would, would, man. Yeah, I'd the actually Josh's watch. morning show, that'd be sick. Yeah, yeah, I'd watch Josh's morning show. It'd, I don't know if there's enough X's for that show, but I, yeah, it'd I, be the great. Josh and Fuzz like morning show. <laughs> Jason Fuzz. Good and morning Fuzz. with Josh Nixon. <laughs> oh, that'd be brilliant. It would, that'd be great. Um, it'd, probably, it'd probably be more like a late night sort of like. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, 3.30 could, in the morning. Yeah, I could definitely see myself coming home from a bar shift and watching Josh Nixon. And, I yeah. actually think he missed his call because I actually think that's what he was born to do, as well as be the best Doom guitar player Australia's ever Absolutely, seen. Yeah. Um, be like a, like a dude on the radio or TV because he's just so charismatic. Yeah, man. No, he, like, him being on the show was really rad um, to, to have him here and I guess it was one of those things where it's, it was an obvious choice. It just took so long for it to, for it to actually just naturally occur. I never really pushed for it. Um, I just knew that at some point it was going to happen. Yep. And he actually messaged me uh, um, about it, and I was just like, "Yeah, I can't believe it's taken me this long to even, you know, to have you on." So yep. it was. It just. It, yeah. It just. He's happened. absolute quality. He's really selfless. Yeah. So he drove us up to Brisbane and back, and he's driven us to Melbourne, and yeah, man. he's just a fantastic person. Always, oh, he's in the Witch Skull Circle, man, from yeah. day one. Well, yeah. I mean, he wanted to be second guitar player. I was open to it, but. Joe and Tony are not. Oh, well, well, not not the against Josh. <laughs> if we had another guitarist, him. that's who I'd want to get. Yeah, but I, I just I'm just really passionate about three piece bands. Dude, like All I my favourite bands from growing up with three. Or if it was a four piece, it was just a singer like Sabbath. Yep. You know what I mean? But yeah, I, there's just something about a three piece. You can't. There's nowhere to hide. There's no covering anything right, up. Exactly. Yeah. It would change the whole dynamic, man. We we love Josh like a brother. Um, 
Joel, but he's from Belconnen and people that were brought up in Belconnen are poisoned by that toxic dump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. but anyway, Joel, anyway, oh, Bill changing, <laughs> changing, anyway, let me talk, man. Joel and I, we grew up in a Ainsley. No toxic bubbles there. Yeah, uh, what do they drink? Toxic <laughs> swill in Belcon and <laughs> their baby bottles. Jackie came from Queens. Yeah, yeah. There's no toxic bubbles in Queens. No. But anyway, we <laughs> we love each other like brothers, man. Yeah, man. No, Ainsley's. Um, I think it's the the. We're trees, not just like, like a the dude. influence of the just like the nice maple leaves. They're mountain stuff. people. Yeah, they yeah, come from the mountains. It's just yeah. we're really lucky because. We're not like a band of dudes joining the band. Tony's my, my cousin's husband. Tony yeah. and me are cousins. Yeah, we spoke about that in the And previous Joel's time. like my brother, man. So we, we would hang out. We're mates. We'd hang out regardless of if we played in a band anyway. Yeah, yeah. We do. We hang out, you know what I mean? Yeah, so that just makes it so much better. When you're with people that you love and you, and you really respect, you play better because you want them to be happy. So you try harder. I try harder for them. Really yeah. deep friendship. Yeah, you, that's yeah. just awesome man it's magical we're really really grateful i'm just really grateful for every second of the day dude mm. life's so short most dudes our age are getting old and cynical we're like 50 going on 15. it's starting the to music take keeps off now you young playing music and how you feel that's everything I think and it's also listening as well, like not just playing, but like I couldn't imagine life without listening to me. I'm not in a band myself, and I live through listening to other bands. Dude, Dude, that's that's thing, the same man. as us, man. Like, once I think when you're playing bands, you tend to just because you're just so obsessed with listening to it. Like when we were ten, <laughs> me and Marky were in a band that did, we couldn't even play. We were in a miming band, but we formed a band, or so we knew we wanted to do it, but didn't know how. Yeah. So for us, it's the same, man. Man, I, I've got a turntable in my lounge room. It's all I was doing this Three morning. Just played albums all this morning. Yeah, where where I sit, yeah. Where I where I sit in my in my cockpit, I I have a sixteen track in front of me. My guitar on my right side, my bass on my left side, and my drum machine right there. And I record music all day, every day. And if I don't record at least two ideas a day, I feel like I've wasted my life, dude. Mm. And if, and anything, an artist has to apply themselves like a painter. A painter gets up in the morning and starts painting. You know, then you don't just talk about it, and think about it, and do it at rehearsal. We live and breathe fucking music, man. Yeah. I'm obsessed. I yeah. even, in my dreams, I'm hearing our songs that we're working on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Constantly. You know, you give your body to something and the spirits will hopefully hand you songs because where do melodies come from? Do they come from an amalgamation of a billion songs that you've heard in the past or are they independent things that are handed to you, you know what I mean? That we're channeling music now, we're not capable of doing that as humans. Our songs are fucking sick, our new songs. We're just stoked. We're so grateful. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it's I definitely have to agree with the fact that like you guys um have like a, a vibe about the the band that se- it literally seems like when you guys playing you're like channeling that music. It's yeah. it's legitimately a- atmospheric feel that gives this like this vibe even in it's within not the it's room. not put on. It feels it just feel it feels we, like all your th- all your music sort of uh, flows really nicely together and has an organic feel about it. And um, I just think that I, we've yeah. been rehearsing twice a week for nearly six years. You know, and when you see those bands and it's like a drug yeah. and it gives a drug off and your dopamine's are going off on your brain. It's like people in Melbourne really appreciate live music. They go out to get that drug feeling. Yeah. 
you know, um, Canberra people very much so. They love the cover music, bands yeah. and things, but... Melbourne's a really special place, and but musicians like music's like a drug, man. Mm. You want that drug? Hey, man, it's like, <laughs> but it's the it's drugs like, energy, man. Like, yeah, like to get it off the people, right? The crazy you go, the crazy the people, man. It just builds up and builds up, and it's a power thing. Yeah. You're throwing it out, and it's coming back, man. The gigs go fucking sick. Yeah. We don't care if it's five <laughs> people or five thousand. Right. We're gonna play that same show and fucking club those five we people. We try really dead. hard. We yeah. all yeah. sweat. That's what we man. do. We all try really hard and we sweat and we fucking smash. Yeah, you yeah. give it all. You know, yeah, I, think, fucking... I think that's one of the things, isn't it? It's like we we always say at rehearsals, we come out of rehearsals and you're He's just drenched, drenched, man. Like, and it's not because it's like when we do a gig, it's no different. If you come to a rehearsal. It's no different. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like all no. of a sudden Marcus puts on his moves. That's no, what he does. Like that's we, how he's using yeah, rehearsals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every time. Because so, I was having fun time. like a ten-year-old kid. Like when I did, I played my tennis racket for two years before I actually got the guitar. Oh, like we all did in front of the mirror after school, the tennis racket. Yeah, exactly. And t- I'm still doing that, but now I'm doing the guitar. So when we made the video clips, it was like. Man, I used to do this when I was 10 in front of the mirror. Yeah, and yeah. Nan would come in and go, you want a peanut butter sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> Looking at me going, this child is like completely in his own world. Because I was probably brought up by myself, created my own fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was awesome, man. Oh. Music's the best. Like all the master philosophers, Nietzsche, and all the, all the awesome dudes, you know, they all say music's the highest art form. We can go to the art gallery, look at a painting. It ain't going to give them dopamines off like... The, the most ultimate expression of culture, cultural expression, is its music. It's the core basis of any culture. And that's where it comes down to. And if you look at any event where the biggest, where all the humans get together, and it's always a musical event. It's always a musical it event. Is, it brings people together for it sure. It brings people together. The world it's a universal over, man. It does. man. And, and I thought it can heal people. Yeah. It's healed me. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck hallelujah. Achievement in my, I got no money. Fuck money. Happiness and inner achievement for your art. Yeah, that's I, worth a trillion dollars. We have something that you know billionaires can't buy. You can't buy it with money. Yeah, for sure, man. It's like one of the like you're saying about something that just developed early on. Yeah. Um, and you guys mentioned in the previous show that you guys were on that, and and earlier this in this show that you guys um were in a band like when you first started when you were 15 years old and doing things like that. So that's how long this sort of starts. Like this, it goes back. A, a long time and then Tony comes into the band and adds the adds that extra level to it but what, what's funny is like the songs that we played when Marks and I were 15 the covers we did were Sabbath Motorhead <laughs> Press, that's it and we Venom We're the Road Crew Iron Fist Bomber Bomber Killed by Death yep. Green Manalishi um, Snowblind by Sabbath Paranoid. We did Paranoid did But we did a lot of Motorhead Yeah but like So for us Nothing's ever changed It's never been If no. anything Like I went off And we both went off And did different sort of things But what we've come back to With this band Is truly what our roots Joel Genuinely are Had the whole Motorhead collection One and a half times absolute fanatic and 13 years old yep. he knew well we had uh, <laughs> thank god he how wasn't he a guns know? and roses fan <laughs> ladies and gentlemen how did he know but it's like man yeah. you got a good ear yeah. oh look man th- that's it but that's what makes all of us like we've t- said this a hundred times tony grew up on the other side of the world at the exact same time yeah. as us 
And although there's differences, the core music to what we play is, is, is exactly the Those same. Those bands they You're just listening. said. So we were all listening yeah. to the exact same just stuff. Just in a different Just in a different place. So Venom. Yeah, all that. All that Venom. <laughs> Venom. But what are the like, chances? I went and bought that at a record shop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I went and bought, got that and bought those records. I was, like, you know, yeah, it's I was just like a massive merciful fight. Yeah. They were my favorite band in the year nine. Judas Priest was my favorite band in the year eight. But when it was like 24th of December 1983, and I was at home, and my cousin-in-law came in and he's Monero. He pulled up out the front, and I could hear this music. And he walked in, and I was like. Dude, what the fuck is that? <laughs> oh my god, what it was that? And he goes, that Sabbath, bloody Sabbath, by Black Sabbath. Yeah, and I yeah. said, dude, my life's changed. And it was like literally a light bulb on top of my head, and I, I used to, I remember saying to him vividly, that's what I'm doing for the rest of my life. Yeah, look, <laughs> I, actually, I heard that, and here we are, year seven. See, I'm <laughs> obviously like a generation behind couple uh, generations aren't you? <laughs> our condolences only, there's, there's only been 500 generations in the last 5,000 years I think they're 20,000 years it's 500 generations so there's only one or two there's only two or something generations uh, uh, every hundred years yeah so there's like three generations of Sabbath fans though yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean yeah. yeah um so and that's why I'm lucky to have Jay here um oh, to, he's a to, master to, to, to oh, bridge the, the gap yeah. in 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 um thank you Jack in the knowledge that I don't have about Canberra history yeah um as far as music goes and I'm part of the like the current wave of of metalheads in Canberra which is good yeah. Um, but I also, although I'm a couple generations different from that, I still have like a Sabbath bloody Sabbath story, which was my old man. He was around with the Sabbath stuff. Sabbath bloody Sabbath album, he had that on vinyl um, from original press. Like he's all, all of his stuff he bought when it came out. So he had a bunch of Sabbath albums, he had a bunch of Alice Cooper stuff, which is a little different from what we've been talking about, Alice Cooper. Same era though. Um, and uh, yeah, just a, like a bunch of bunch of stuff from that time. And I remember my brother and I was every now and then, Dad would bring out his vinyl collection. My brother and I would just sit there and just look at the covers and imagine what it'd sound like. So we're looking at all the all the albums, trying to work out what wonder what this sounds like because there's like Iron Maiden in there. There's like a whole bunch of bunch Seven Son of Seven Son, you know. The, yeah. Um, and we're looking at the front cover of that going, I wonder what this sounds like. There's some ACDC and things like that. But the one that we always wanted to know what it sounded like, <laughs> we've been staring at the image our whole childhood and eventually... It's like demonic. Yeah, one, and Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, Sabbath comes oh, up. and we brutal, get, that cover. Look, and by, by the time... So we get to like the age, it's before YouTube oh, stuff, you yes. couldn't just look it up. The old man comes over and goes, all right, boys, today's the day we're going to listen to it and we'll finally be able to hear what it, what it sounds like. Put on Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, and from that moment on, Woods, my brother and I have been Sabbath fans, and we've only, just that intro to that song <laughs> as soon as it comes on. Good starting place, <laughs> massive, massive starting place what off the awesome bat. Roof. So yeah, that's that's my Sabbath bloody Sabbath story. Awesome, and it was like generations after it came out, and it's still having that effect. One of the best covers, I reckon. You know, when you see an image and you create a story behind, you know what what's going on, what's happening, and all it's that. Such sort a of stuff. weird album. The first two songs, National Acrobats, the one like the greatest 
one of the, you know i always say oh this is the greatest song ever written national acrobat oh my god song after sabbath bloody sabbath you know what I mean? but it's such a weird album because then ever. fluff comes on man how long does it go for <laughs> that's like rick wakeman who just joined the band as the keyboard player and tony amy's little love affair on coke and it's a beautiful soundtrack his song but dude it goes on and on and on <laughs> it's like on too much coke it's a beautiful tune but it's so out of context yeah yeah well, Isn't I, I know it? that I know that if I start if I start you guys on Sabbath trivia, we could probably go on forever, <laughs> I guess. But um, yeah, that's just a good good little story there to connect the the generations over one band that's still you know still massive in the sound. I don't think it'll ever any other band will still have that same resonance that Sabbath did. Yeah. See, we we were supposed in some ways listening to stuff that you know your big brother, but my I was listening to stuff from my dad, who's like he's like you yeah. know like your grandfather's age. So my dad bought um, you know um, Power Age from ACDC when it came out, and I remember him sitting my brother and I down playing. He goes. You got to sit down. You got to listen to this band. This this band's really special. And I remember being, you know, well, it must have been eight, seventy eight. They came out, so I was eight. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm getting this lecture from my dad how you have to respect this band and listen <laughs> to it and understand. So obviously, you just go, oh, okay, and then you put it on. You just kind of go, you know, it just kind of just has. And for me, that album is my favorite ACDC album because there's some kind of like you're saying, yeah, yeah. It's, it's obviously yeah. Sabbath Bloody Sabbath will probably be your favorite Sabbath album, even though you've heard the others because there's something that you can personally connect it to. Yeah. And so when things like that happen. And it just it just changes, yeah. So That's we were kind of lucky, starts, man. Right? Like yeah. the people out the, with the your older brother and my dad and all these people, like you know, that were exposing <laughs> us to music. Well, I, was the best era for, in my our opinion, was the best era of music. I was brought yeah. my nan, grandmother, who brought me up. She brought me up. Slim Dusty. Slim Dusty. <laughs> yeah. Where did you go wrong, Marcus? <laughs> Maybe so I'd sing else any out. Slim Dusty song. Truth <laughs> 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 is out. <laughs> and the lights on the There's got to be something more. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was um, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap by um, ACDC. Oh, that album cover, man. I always thought it was like, is that a drumstick or what is that? Is <laughs> <laughs> that, that weird old. <laughs> yeah, <it was laughs> is that the one you've seen? Yeah, yeah, yeah the original the one, yeah. And I couldn't. Yeah, it's weird. When I was a kid, I was thinking, what does what Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap mean? Yeah, yeah. I had no idea up until like only about a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. What an awesome song. It's vicious. Yeah. All right, so... Um, we got coming up from you guys? Have we got any any um, any news or... Um... Uh, well, we're playing... Uh, we're supporting 1,000 Mods, 3rd of April. That's well, not April far away. Yeah, so we, we've got that coming up. Um... And what else we got going They're on? They're from Greece. No, Dude, it's... I'm a fan. I've liked them since about 2011. Yeah, nice. cool. That's um, yeah, that's a that's a gig. That they're Greek dudes. It'll be awesome to hang out with them. Yeah, yeah. They all look like Tony. <laughs> oh, they got to be cool then. They're a sick yeah. band. Like all the Kaius bands, I reckon they're the best Kaius band. Yep. Nice. Out yeah. of thousands of guys' bands. <laughs> Should be a good gig, man. Yeah, we've had that in the gig guide since they announced it, so it's good now to mess They the headline big festivals um, and we shit. I actually planned to have you guys on the show before that was announced, so it's good now to be able to also put two and two together and be like, oh, yeah, like also this gig that we've been hyping in the gig guide, you guys are now announced as, as playing on that as well. So that's that's really good. I love it when things like that happen. We're playing at the Bendigo Hotel in Melbourne, um, I think called Witch. Fest 
uh, that's happening. Yeah, that's happening in. Is it? It's all bands with the name Witch. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different Witch like? from yeah from all over. Yeah. No, twenty sixth. Fucked on it. Yeah, the twenty sixth. Twenty sixth of April Witch Fest, and that's at the Bendigo. So that's we're looking forward to that because obviously we all every time we play in Melbourne, you know we're, we're much happier there than anywhere else probably. <laughs> so yeah, that'll no, be good. Excellent. Yeah, that's a that's a good gig to have on the list. Yeah. Um, and just purely based off the name too, I would, like I'd like to have seen the selection process. Like, oh, cool. Like, it, it would be one of I think. Which band? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like it'd be one of those things where it's like you'd also have to check the band, so they'd be like totally um, impressed by the fact that like not only do you have Witch in the name, but also a rad band. You know what I mean? Like, you'd probably sort through bands that used the word Witch in their name, and then you'd be like. Oh, uh, they got what they need, but I'm not really sure whether I want to have them on the bill or whatever because it might not fit with whatever they're doing. No, I think everything is kind of similar style, and there's out of the five bands, every one of them's from a different state. That's cool. That so, is yeah, actually, so this should be a pretty good night, I reckon. You, we spoke about this um, in the previous episodes that we did, and um, it's basically one of those things where it's like mixed bills is where people discover new music. Like, So if you choose something random like the name of the band, you're going to have like a fairly mixed bill um and that's where you, you know people might go out to see one band and catch you guys and become fans it's a, it's a sad that. thing every become everything's become so categorized and genre style and people only like a certain genre yep. like them bill graham san francisco gigs think of the bands on them bills yeah. mm. that's good when you as a blues dude did shows like that with all different styles and you get new fans and you you might like a band that you see and you pick up different fans that you wouldn't normally play to. Man, that's a cool thing when you yeah, have Yeah, you just meet like and that. you meet different people, people too. People, it's cool. It's good. Yeah. Apparently, we put the, so the Witch Fest is on the Friday night and then the following night is Fuck Fest and every band <laughs> has got fuck in their name. Oh, right. On yeah, Saturday yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it works, man. It's Melbourne. That's what it's yeah. like. Yeah, at the Bendigo, it's awesome place. Yeah, that is. Oh, we won't. What the fuck? I'm dead sure. I'm, I'm going to that. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> there you go. Come, well, night come day. a day early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll right. see you there. Yeah. Yep. No, good, man. Um, so the original reason that um, you guys came up on the radar is um, we've had you on the show before, but i seen the um, Breathing Blue Light video crop up on uh, social media and I knew that, that was in the works because I'd been speaking, uh, I think it came up when I was talking to Josh about it. And um, once it finally came through, I'm like, wow, because Josh explained some of the, you know, where you guys filmed it and things like that. Um, but yeah, to see it finally materialise as a video in front of me, I was just like blown away because it's such a rad song and then all of a sudden i've got like a video to go along with it as well as just i'm not just listening to it but i'm seeing seeing it as well and as a side note um yeah like you said you um when you rehearse you're it's just like you're playing your show and yeah you're gonna upscale it a bit for a video because it's a visual representation you know you've got like different lighting and all that stuff but um, I think that that video was also a good representation of your stage presence as well. It wasn't like it wasn't like you bought it through the roof for the video. It's not like when you're doing stage stuff, you're not just standing still. Like you guys re really, um, yeah. That, oh, there was all that nailed. dirt to kick around. It yeah, was so like that, much man. fun. Just, that was so much fun. And, dude, the scene, <laughs> the scene, scene where 
Marcus has got the pickup. I've seen him do that it's on stage, really? like pretty much every show. So yeah, I'm like, that's it, off. That it video. made sense that it was in the video because it happens on stage. Like it's yeah. like I said, it was it wasn't like any it wasn't like out of proportion of what I've what I've seen you guys do. And yeah. so, what was it like doing that? You guys, um, oh, what time did we get there? We really? went to ca- old Captain's Flat Mine. I've never been out there. It was yeah, yeah. surreal. Have you been out there? In the afternoon. I've never been out there. Oh, before, it was awesome. Man. We got out there in the early afternoon and we had a group of people with us helping us. But the two guys that were making it, mm. just full on professional filmmakers, mm. like the, they said they had $200,000 worth of video equipment. Mm. And mm. the drone, how much was that drone worth? It wasn't just like a $1,500 one. Dude, this was like. I've seen drones in this the This was on a whole new level. Right. You know, and when we watched it back, we just went, holy shit, look at this. We were I wasn't expecting that. It's like grand epic. Yep. Really, really good quality. We had another guy, Cody, who used to do lights for lime spiders. He's an older fella. Mm-hmm. He's musical knowledge encyclopedia. And he brought the, he did the um, slides on the, All the, the big silos. That's cool. Yeah. There's big silos yeah, out yeah. there. We finished up, what time we finished? About, t- about 12 o'clock at night? No, it was way after that, yeah, wasn't it? Was it? Like, yeah. But it was, we oh, had a fantastic day. It was, day. It was, yeah, it was, it was a big, awesome. long day, but it was good. Real special. When it got dark, we went, oh, this is going to look sick. Yeah, when yeah, it went yeah. black around us, right, with those lights, we went, oh, this is... Because yeah, it was Richard, it looked, because you know? there was that section of the video where, like you said, with the lights and stuff, which just completely, normally a video would be like a lineal setting, but that completely changed the yeah. dynamic of it. And I really liked it. Our friend Richard, Cra- and, uh, Richard yeah. Granger made it for us with his mate. I don't yeah. know what the other did. Roger? <laughs> Roger, the cameraman, yeah. So it was just working with, um, we're just lucky. We, we, we've got a lot of really good people yeah. that, that, are, um, that help us sort of do things that we wouldn't necessarily be able to afford to do otherwise mm. so we're lucky like that um but we put we, it's more about coming up with a good idea and if you come up with a good idea uh and find a good location and then you get the right people yeah. that yeah. was an amazing location. like like i said i can't speak highly enough for the video i reckon that the the location everything was perfect and Thank also you. the lighting everything just nailed it yeah they did an exceptional job Joel's a master adept at organising people. You know, he's just a master at it. So when when I got there, there's six cabinets. Yep. And there's like filmmakers and yeah, there's yeah. all this contingent of crew and people come along. It was yeah. it was awesome. It's about having good, awesome people around you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, you know, it's not real friendly. I know the feeling sports. right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we were blown away like you when we saw it's just it for the awesome first time. Man. Man. Just we were just as blown sh- away by that. <laughs> yeah. When we saw the playback, we were like, holy. Like, you know, to see yeah. it put together, man. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, the it's drone special. flying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like um, one of those things where someone else has the you have the idea and then someone else has the method on how to do it. Yes. You know what I mean? I know that like especially with you know things like tattoos and things, you got an idea of what you want it to look like, but yeah. the artist is the dude that or, or, or girl yeah. that can actually make it happen. Yeah. Um, and I think it'd be the similar with video clips or like just like with recording for an album, like like you guys were. Yeah. Um, you know like you guys would do with yours um recording for an album you know how it sounds how it works but then someone else puts their mixing and mastering on it where we were there's a couple of like farms around they didn't know what we're doing and 
you know, it's night time and yeah. they're cranking the PA. Yeah. And here comes this dude and I'm, I'm miming, miming <laughs> along. And I can see this dude and he's got a rifle. Yeah. He's got the chick with him, like his girlfriend. Yeah. Thinking, oh, well. <laughs> what you boys so doing all day? This dude walked up behind everybody with a rifle. Yeah. And then we stopped and he was just a bearded young dude going, oh, I didn't know what was going on. Like, you doing that satanic rock and roll yeah. business yeah, round here? <laughs> it was like it was sort of you know like Pink Floyd live at Pompeii. It was an area sort of like that in that circle, like a metal. Yeah, like I said, man, brutal blown, blown away of... by the by the look and sound of that man. Well, obviously the sounds always yep. been been amazing with the album, and then to see the video as well, um, nails it. I love the Crowley image, Crowley. If you think Crowley is holy, you say Crowley. (laughs) But Crowley is if you think he's foully. So you pronounce it Crowley. Like Growl. uh, Crowley. (laughs) I love the Crowley imagery. You know, it's Kenneth Anger movie. Um, Lucifer, what is it? Lucifer Rising. Brilliant. Yeah, Cody's got some trippy shit, man. Yeah. Where the dude's circumambulating in the circle and has had it and knew it. Thelemic yeah, pantheon. The, the sh- that's our shadows at the end. I don't know if you know that. They're on silos that are like 40, 50 yeah, feet tall. Yeah. And we were playing in front of projectors. Yep. And, man, to see that one, man, you couldn't believe what it looked like there. Yeah, it was our shadows. Like, our shadows you don't really were like see it. 30, 40 feet tall. You don't yeah. really see it, it on the really video. Awesome, you don't get the effect on the video. But yeah. there, our shadows were like 100 feet <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, on the silos. We man. were in front of the projector. I said, no, do this. You know, like, it was cool. And man. kicking yeah. in halfway into the clip, Roger had the camera where you shoot and it's like... Sped up. Oh yeah, when they they filmed, they made me track against it at twice the speed of the song, <laughs> so that then when you slow it down, you're it's in like, slow motion, but you're still in time with the song. Right. So yeah. it was weird trying to track along to it. Going twice as fast. Going going like, like this. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then we look at back, and it's like, but in, and Joel's like, we couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> Joel's hair looks amazing when it goes into it. There's just this hair, and it's like it looks fucking. Oh, Joel's gorgeous in that part. It oh, looks man, it yeah, yeah. stunning. Yeah, no, I, that's one of the things that I remember as well. Was yeah, Joel how gorgeous Joel yeah, is, exactly, right? Yeah, yeah, we all did. <laughs> Oh, well, that was what we, like you were saying earlier, we, you know, the people that we have around us, they know stylistically what we're trying to achieve. Yep. So they try and bring ideas of their own in that fits within it. Excellent. So we were pretty open to just let them do whatever they wanted. Yeah, cool. You know, and um, yeah. Real happy with it, man. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, no re- really, really good, man. So uh, that's that's your um, video clip for Breathing Blue Light. Um, also, um, as part of your last um, last album, did like some recording for a documentary as well. Yes. Now that one's not like out or anything just yet. It's just we just know that it's been recorded. So that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, we've got um, Richard Granger who made um, our last two video clips. Yeah. He's going to edit it because he shot it all when we were in New York and my brother came to New York with us because he's a location sound guy. Yep. So he did all the audio for it. So it, we're just in the process of getting that um, put together now. So yep. Rich Granger's just doing all the editing on that. Mm. So hopefully in the next couple of months we're going to be in a position where we're going to have... So really, look, it's it's a bit weird making a documentary when no one knows who you are, 
but for us it was more about just capturing what we went through. Well, people a, know Billy. Well, that's right. So people are going to take an interest. Like if you're into heavy music, you're going to want to watch Billy making an album. If you're in, interested in heavy music at yep. all, I'd watch uh, you know any doco where a band's making Marcus an album. in New York. Reckon it's interesting. Marcus so, in New York City. Yeah. 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 So that's look, worth it right there. <laughs> oh, it's going to be. Oh look, for us, it's just going to be. It's going to be something that's going to you know be good for us to have as a um, yeah. know, as a memento of. A pretty important time of our life going to Tony's hometown. See, my making family were all there at the gig, you know, yeah. like it was oh, really cool. Uh, Richie, yeah. he taped a whole bunch of gigs, man, like of us, man, here and over there. But there's uh, sh shit tons of footage, man. He's got to weed through it, you know. It yep. should be awesome, you know. But no, we brought Joel's brother as well, who's a sound man. Jason Fuller was there. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. Well, we wanted we wanted Fuzz there because we always knew he was going to be mixing the album back here. Yeah, so it was he like did the a, first album. Yeah, he did. Yep. So the, this one's a co-produced Goat Sound Studio. Goat Sound. Yeah, so this one's co-produced. So it's Billy Anderson and Fuller. Yep. Because although you know Billy did the bulk of the you know engineering with the tracking part of it, we knew that Fuller was the guy that can actually knows exactly how. We're he's supposed to sound. He's worked yeah, with us. Yeah. He's seen us live. He, so I think having him mix it um, made a big difference. And then a guy um, called Dave Byrne, made of Markies, yeah. who runs Iridium, um, Iridium Mastering. He mastered it for us because we got it mastered in America. It came back and it was just completely squashed, like, you know, real modern, which was like, well, why do we want to make, like, a big expansive analog album and then just compress the hell out Lose of it. Lose that. You know? So we, we, we scrapped it. We paid for it and then had to scrap that and go get it mastered again by David Iridium. Yep. And again, because he knows who we are and what we're trying to do. Mm. So I think we for us... We spent a year mixing it. Yeah. yeah. So we've just... Now we've got to a stage where we just know who to work with. Fuzz kept sending us mixes and it was like, oh, this bit needs to be and this bit... Yeah, yeah. And then another mix, that bit needs to... So yeah, it, took it, was, ages. it was painful. Yeah, like, you get we sick of that shit. Yeah, man. yeah, I can imagine it. But we're happy with the end result. The, yeah, we're, we're happy, so now yeah. it's like uh, it's, it's done, so now we're just looking forward to writing and just gigging this, this album, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, that's really, really good, man. I um, definitely appreciate the work and effort that goes into it because you guys didn't just put out the album on CD. It also came out on vinyl for rise above you got yep. the um i mentioned before i've got um all three editions of the album the clear purple and and black Sick. oh that's very um, nice. awesome Thank you yeah, very much. yeah so how uh, cool is that purple oh one, man. man like so the thing is like i know with collectors usually you'd leave them in the sleeve man but i couldn't i'd open it up and have a look being, being <laughs> on that being on that record label is such an it's such an achievement it's yep. like it's an incredible achievement for us yeah yeah rise above records is my favorite record of all time label yep. of all and time half of my favorite bands are on that label yep. either being on it's the absolute royalty with the best live bands in the world for my bands that i love you know mm. the, the doomy sabbath bands yeah, yeah. Goat Snake and Sleep and Electric Wizard yeah, and, yeah. and Cathedral and it, it just goes, the list just goes on, Church of Misery and, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And for us to be there with them, 
yeah. oh, I think I can die a happy person oh, now. Man. When I got I'm the... so proud of myself and I'm so proud of us. Yeah, man. Like I, I love Lee Dorian. I love... Cathedra's my third favourite band of all time. Yeah. That's what I that know every lyric of it. To that. He yeah. loved it, man. Yeah. I know. That happened yeah, yeah. with that well, record. Yeah. Yeah. That big I... things happened. Lee loves us. That's the number one doing dude on the planet. That Yeah, that's good, man. Like, it's... Uh, even, like, the attention to detail. Like, when I got the albums, they came in a box that was wrapped with rise above tape like yeah. the logo was the on tape. the tape you know what i mean yeah like, no i'm major fanboy i kept the tape yeah <laughs> did you get them all three at once uh, like in the box with the, the, I ordered, the plastic things well, on actually, the corner i ordered six because a mate of mine got all three as well so yeah it was in like a box six vinyls all in in one thing packed from, really good with the, the plastic yeah, things yeah, on the corner. how sick was that man yeah. yeah i have an open mind so i've never I've yeah, I, I have to admit, I didn't open the clear, but the purple one's definitely, definitely out. Yeah, um, cool. Yeah, so, man. Sabbath purple, awesome. Sick. Right now, we'll um, close it out with the final song, but before we leave, was thanks, everybody, for listening, and thank you guys for coming. Oh, it's been an honour and a pleasure. Brother. Thank you very much. Thanks to you, and Jay. Good yeah, old man. Yeah. Thanks, heaps. Yeah, it's been awesome having you in. It's, yeah, repeat guests is definitely the, uh, the way to go. You guys are the first... Um, band we've had on twice in the interview section we've had some as like a feature like hyping a gig or something like thank that thank you very much but yeah the first band to um, come back and do a second show um, thank you so really appreciate oh, it oh awesome it's on. an honour yeah. absolutely honour thank you always good talking to you man L- love having you guys in um, and make sure you keep an eye on their uh, social medias for any upcoming gigs and dates and things like that as we hyped in the gig guide um, they've got the um, the thousand mods gig on the third uh, of April at the basement, um, and then um, keep an eye out for any other gigs coming up. But for now, we're going to be listening to "Breathing Blue Light," which is the track behind the video clip that we're talking about. Um, and make sure you head over to their page to watch the video as well. So this is "Breathing Blue Light" by Witch Skull on Canberra Metalheads. This is Tony from Witch Skull, and you're listening to Canberra Metalheads. Please buy our merchandise. <laughs> No, keep that in. Keep that in. It's part of the band. Sorry about that. I, I think that it would be... Um, I think it would just be plain disrespectful if we took that out. I reckon we should take that in. <laughs> you did it on the mic. I feel like everybody's so metal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like metal, like goats. I, I reckon we'll definitely close the interview with that. Just Good. Like where we scroll, you're listening to camera matterheads. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's pretty. Yes, definitely. Buffing. Absolutely. Yucca, yucca, bam! <laughs>